7.05 on Wednesday evening. That can mean only one thing. Time for the Employment Hour Strike 2. We had uh, Monday night was a banner show. My friend Dave was here and we had a uh, excellent time. Lots of good phone calls, good information out there. We talked about the severance pay calculator again, which we will get to tonight. And, of course, all the information under the banner of employment, being uh, your severance offer, you have one, what if you lose your job, workplace harassment, disability leave, all that stuff we cover here. And we'll touch on a lot of it tonight and, of course, your emails as well. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, taking your phone calls right now up till 8 o'clock tonight. The week that was. What's going on, pal? Thanks, John. And, you know, this is the show. This is the banner show, our Wednesday night show, an uh, edition of the Employment Hour we're here to answer questions, as, as always, to take uh, to take those questions and answer them, solve problems, and hopefully inform and educate people about their workplace rights. I hate misconceptions. I hate people making assumptions about things that are right, and, and I want to solve those problems. So, you know, we're here till 8 o'clock. Take advantage of it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have a chat and a discussion. If you're having any concerns about things that are going on in your workplace, well, don't have those concerns. Give us a call. Let's talk about that, and, and let's resolve it. So with that in mind, let's talk about a couple of situations, John, that I saw over the past uh, few days, mm-hmm. cost some calls I got in my office. Now, one of the things I always say on the show, John, is that generally an employer can let an employee go for any reason as long as severance is paid. Right. Now, there are some exceptions to this, and let, let me address some of those exceptions in the week that was. And the first situation I'll talk about involved a chef that worked at a restaurant for quite a few years, uh, you know, 12 or 14 years, and he was getting older. He was in his 60s, and he was starting to suffer from some medical conditions. He had arthritis. He had some problems with his knee and his back. Uh, Nothing major, but some of the things that people may get sometimes as they get older. Now, this impacted him at work. It impacted his ability to work quickly, to kind of keep up with the pace. And his employer, the owner of the restaurant, started calling him on it, saying, well, you're not keeping up. You have to do a better job. You're too slow, etc." Well, this individual, the the chef, did tell the company, the employer, what the issue was and even brought a a letter from a doctor explaining that because of his medical condition, uh, because of these medical issues that he was having, he was struggling keeping up. Well, things continued, and at some point, the owner of the company, this was very recently, let him go. And in letting him go, he said, well, you're not keeping up. I need to bring someone in that can keep up. You know, we're a busy restaurant, so I'm letting you go. And that's when he called me. And he wanted to know, can he do that? I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. I have medical issues, arthritis, bad knee, bad back. Can I be let go because I am too slow? And the answer to that is, well, no, not really. You can't. The reason why he cannot be let go, irrespective of severance, is that his employer has a duty to accommodate. Mm-hmm. The duty to accommodate under our human rights legislation requires the employer to provide help. And maybe that's providing some assistance in the kitchen in this case. Maybe it's scheduling this individual at times that are not as busy. Providing some support, assistance, and accommodation to allow this person to do the job and not let him go because he has a medical condition. That's discrimination. That's illegal. And I want our listeners to know that you cannot and should not be let go because you have a medical issue that impacts your ability to do the job. Not only can you not be let go, the employer actually has to accommodate you, has to help you in that situation. So if you're in that position like this, Jeff, if you're let go, if you're punished, if you're mistreated and disciplined because you have a medical condition, you have to give me a call. We have to deal with that properly. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Opening call tonight. Mark uh, and Barry, how are you, pal? 
good. Yourself? Good. What's uh, what's uh, what's your concern tonight? Uh, the question is, uh, my wife's work, uh, they're probably closing within the next six months. And uh, just curious, she's part-time there. I wanted to know, see if uh, she'd get severance if for part-time employment. Yes. So there, the answer is, is very simple. Not only, Mark, that, that, that's, how, how long has she been there? About seven and a half years. Oh, yeah. So not only does she get severance, there's really no difference in terms of severance between part-time and full-time employees. The amount of severance is based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So uh, seven and a half years, what does she do? What kind of a job? Just a retail place. Retail? And, and how old is your wife? Uh, 52. So someone in her situation, easily six months pays what she'd be owed, okay, and potentially slightly more than that. So, so that's that's the type of severance that she's owed. And and if she doesn't get it, if the store closes and she lost her loses her job and she doesn't get it or she gets less than that, that would make it a wrongful dismissal. Mark, she needs to okay. give me a call. But your question is an excellent one. A lot of people don't necessarily know that part-time employees also get severance, so you should absolutely know that. Yes, she absolutely gets severance, Mark. Okay, I didn't know that because I told her, no, you won't. <laughs> oh, no, she will. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That was a uh, smart, uh, smart phone call there, pal. Again, that number if you need it, if it ever comes down the pike, one 821 5900 We'll take our first break of the night, a short one here. Get the phone lines open and ready to rock for you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. Wednesday night, the second edition during the week here of the Employment Hour. Mondays at 7 o'clock and Wednesdays at 7 o'clock as well. While we sit here and chat, if you haven't checked it out, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance offer should be. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Would love to talk to you tonight. Tony, good evening. Hey, how are you guys? Good, sir. What's going on with you? A couple, a couple of things that's going on in my company where uh, they're changing companies. I work in the cleaning business. Uh, they're changing companies, but they already told us that they don't want to stay with us. And I told them that there's a Bill 7. You have to stay with us. And they said, no, because I want to stay within the vicinity of my area working in the building. Hmm. And they already said no. And I'm like, well, I've been here for five years. How can you do that? And I'm like, well, we don't have to keep you. So what I did in turn is call the union and sign up everybody for a union, like 12 people. I just don't know the rights if we still stay in the building or do I get severance if they let me go? I've been there for five years. So, Tony, right now, are you part of a union? Yes, we signed them up before they made a change of uh, companies. Uh, they don't know about it yet, but we signed. Uh, I think they, they already submitted the, for the labor board, uh, just waiting on our collective agreement. Okay, so, so you're not yet time. part of the union or the, you're not the unionized workplace. Uh, now, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't be a unionized workplace because if you become a unionized workplace and, and you lose your job, you don't get the same amount of severance. You don't get almost any severance. Ooh. Whereas if you're not part of a union and you lose your job, yeah, you get good severance. So uh, bottom line is this. If they change – again, I'm talking in a non-union environment. Right. If they change your work location in a significant way, that's considered a termination then you get severance. I'm not talking about across the street. I'm talking about if they change it significantly. If you right. lose your job, you get severance based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So you have a lot of rights. Those rights are not going to be the same if you're part of a union. You do what you want. You do your own research. But in terms of an employee losing his or her job, it's a fact that you do not get the same severance, not even close, 
if you're part of a union. Oh, so I would man. be very careful here. I'd be very, oh. very, very careful. I mean, it's, it's a bigger discussion than we can have right now as to whether you should or should not be part of a union. But I, I don't know that that's the best idea right now. I was really misinformed. Like, I was just, just trying to protect uh, my position, actually. And they said they would. And I'm like, okay, because this is where I want to work. It's closer to home, my kids and whatnot. Uh, yeah. and I just yeah. signed. I mean, and can we? Can I refuse to be in a union after? After well, I it sign? depends. I mean, if if you've signed, you're 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 part of a union. Again, depends what the board process is. Sometimes there's going to be a vote. Sometimes there isn't going to be a vote. It's uh, it's an interesting situation. I mean, I think that a lot of people jump into the unionized uh, uh, situation and they want to be part of a union without necessarily knowing all the facts. Uh, there's limited protection that the union can provide you uh, in some situations. And if you do lose your job, if, if someone loses their job, they're always be better off being not part of a union than being part of a union. It's just a fact. So I, I, I think that you should do some more research on this, talk to the union, uh, and decide whether this is for you. Hopefully it's not too late, uh, Tony. And, I mean, one of his reactions there was he doesn't want to, you know, leave that workplace and go to another location. Well, a non, in a non-union environment, that can be rectified as well. Yeah. I mean, right. in the non-union environment, yeah, they can't just change your work location. Right. That would be a constructive dismissal, which means you get full severance. Now, in, in, in the union environment, I don't know. It depends what the collective agreement says. The collective agreement may well say that they can change your work location, in which case you, you, you can't do anything about it. So I always rather rely on the law than rely on the collective agreement, right. which is why in many situations it is better not to be part of a union. I did mention it, severance pay calculator. I know people have probably heard of it. Maybe some have used it. Uh, give us some details on that. Yeah, so for, for anyone listening, including Tony, who was asking what happens if I lose my job, if you lose your job, you are owed severance. We had a call before asking about his wife. So if you lose your job, you're owed severance. One of the easiest way, if not the easiest way, to find out how much severance you're owed is you go to severancepaycalculator.com. And that's it. You input your age, your, the type of job that you have, and the length of your employment, and you're done. It's going to tell you how many months pay you're owed. Maybe it's 10 months. Maybe it's 24 months. Maybe it's something else. It's going to tell you, and you know, and you have that information, and then you don't wonder anymore. You're not concerned. Wait, wait a second. What happens if I lose my job? What am I owed? Or they, they offered me severance. Is it enough? Should I be getting more? Severancepaycalculator.com, free, anonymous, a great tool. So many people have used it. Please, please make it the first place you go to if you lost your job. A lot of emails we get uh, every week and phone calls as well. It's about people that are phoning for someone else that's uh, possibly on disability leave at work. So a uh, termination of employees on disability leave. Let's uh, talk about that topic for a bit. Uh, describe a common situation. You know, it is a co topic, John, that comes up very often. And uh, oftentimes I understand it from the employer's perspective. You may have had an employee that's been off for a while. They want to come back. Do you have a job for them? You've hired someone else. What do you do? So so we need to, to, to touch about that because the law does come down hard on employers that don't do this right. And in a common situation would be, as I've said, someone that's been off work for a while, they had a medical issue, doesn't matter if it's mental health issue or, or physical ailment, and uh, they've gotten better or other 100% better or better to try to come back on some basis. And they t contact their employer and they say, okay, I want to come back. And maybe I want to do a gradual return or I need some accommodation. Mm -hmm. And that employer is saying, well, what happens now? What, are, what, what, am I, uh, what are my obligations? What is this person owed? And the bottom line, we're going to talk about this in more detail, is that an employer does have to make all reasonable efforts to take an employee back to the same job in the same position. 
they can't just say we don't want to. We, they can't just say you've been off for too long. Uh, there's human rights issues here that are at play. So we're going to try to talk over the next couple of segments about all the rights that employees on a medical leave have when they're trying to come back to work. Jonathan, we'll get your call in before a break. Interesting question. Go ahead. Uh, hi, good evening. Um, I work in the computer field, and I have access to most of the trades. I've seen that my employer has um, placed an advertisement for exactly my job. Based on the combination of factors, I have no doubt. It's a confidential email response. So, they're, you know, they're trying to do it on the side. Um, yep. I want to know exactly where I stand. I could probably find employment if I started to look. But if there's a gap. Would that be considered, I don't know, like a poisoned workplace or something? So if they, had po- if they had posted this ad somewhere visible where anyone can see it, including your coworkers, and everyone knows that they're looking to replace you, yeah, that would be a poisoned work environment because it'd be very difficult for you to come into work when everyone knows that you're on the chopping block, right? So that, that would be unreasonable, and you could potentially treat your employment as being terminated right now and get your full severance. On the other hand, if this is this ad that they've placed, it's is not something that's easy to find. It, it's not something that your coworkers are going to see, and they're not going to necessarily know what's happening. Then it's different. In that situation, as uncomfortable as it is, and I completely understand why this would be very uncomfortable. The only thing you could do is keep doing your job until they decide they don't want you to do your job. At that point, you get full severance. You may want to call them on it. You may want to ask them and say, listen, if you're going to let me go, let's just do this right now. Let's not waste time. Let's not uh, wait in the future. You don't want me to work here, then I'll leave, but you got to pay me my severance. So to me, Jonathan, it's a question of whether or not it's an obvious ad, it's a public ad, or it's something that's going to be uh, you know, more, more, more difficult for your coworkers to find. Does that make sense? Well, uh, you know, it's in an industry trade magazine, not a magazine, a website. Um, most of my uh, my co-workers would notice it. I don't know whether or not they'd put two and two together, but I mean, like if I was in a situation where I had to give a resume, not a resume, but a laundry list of what I do, this would be that job. I would call them on it, Jonathan. There's really no downside to you saying what gives here. Because who knows, maybe there's a chance that they're looking to hire a second person to do your job uh, and not necessarily to replace you. I guess that's possible. Ask them about it. And ultimately, you're owed severance if and when they let you go. If, in fact, it's something that your coworkers know about and, and a poison work environment has been created, you can force the issue right now immediately. If that's the case, I want to talk to you out there. Let's, let's discuss that. For now, call them on it. Ask them exactly what it is uh, and find out are they really replacing you or are they looking to simply add another person to the team? Employment hour here, Monday nights and Wednesday nights, and, of course, the weekend shows as well. Severance pay calculator. You want to find out what your severance should be. That is the online tool. David, thanks for hanging in. Good evening. Hi, guys. I, I got to tell you, I enjoy this show so much. I, I've learned so much listening to this show every week that's just incredible some things i would have never fathomed are the way they are um i unfortunately if i was an employer of note and looking to open an operation i'm not sure i'd want to do it in ontario <laughs> um in in that uh, respect how do we compare to other provinces uh, would you know leo or even to other 
jurisdictions in the states. Are we very generous here? Are we in the hunt or or, or what? Great question, David. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the kind comments on the show. Uh, thank you for that. Now, in terms of uh, other other jurisdictions, in Canada, pretty much we're all the same. So the law, when it comes to employment law in all the provinces, except Quebec, Quebec's a bit different, but all the other provinces, the, the laws when it comes to employment law are pretty much the same when it comes to termination, constructive dismissal, human rights, uh, things that an employer can and cannot do with very minor exceptions, they're, they're, they're all all the same. So you're not better or worse off in any province. Now, if we're looking at the states, a very different situation. Uh, you know, often the states is very much the laws favor the employer. Employers have a lot more flexibility. Employers allow, have a lot more rights. And employees have a lot less rights. That's true about many things. It's also especially true about severance. In the states, they have what uh, we call employment at will which means the employer can let you go at any time. They don't really owe you anything. They can let you go whenever they want without any compensation wow. for the most part. Very different. So you're better off being an employer, arguably, in the States. Here our laws protect employees more across the province. And, you know, we can always debate whether that's good or bad. I say it is good, uh, but uh, that, that's really the, the way the law works. Now, the, the one that really shocked me recently was uh, I think it was last week the person that had worked a week past the end of their contract, and all right. of a sudden got four months uh, severance. They flipped over to full time. Like like, is there are there other circumstances like that? Like I would have never uh, in my wildest dreams believed there was something like that. Mm-hmm. Are there other gotchas for the employer? Well, there's many many gotchas, and and. Uh, like I want to, you know, talk about agreements. If an employee signs an agreement before he starts working, that agreement is not enforceable, and the employer may not be able to rely on it. If uh, the the agreement is not drafted in a certain way, again, not enforceable. So, so there's there's many many of those gotchas, uh, and but at the end of the day, it's it's kind of common sense. You talked about the agreement expiring. Well, if the agreement expires, you have to do something about it. If you kind of let it continue, well, that's on on the person that let it continue. So it really is common sense stuff. So, uh, you know, it, it's not that difficult in many cases, uh, but employers that don't pay attention can get into trouble. Hey, Kelly, good evening. We'll get to you before a break. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Good. What's, so what's your concern? Well, I don't actually have a concern, and you guys are doing fabulous, so it's nothing personal. It's just I'm calling from, and it may be different in um, Toronto or Ontario, but I'm in British Columbia, and I actually work for and am a job steward for a union. And we are actually, because it is um, contingent on what is written into your collective agreement, we are protected as far as severance pay, so under our collective agreement, we are entitled upon request to severance pay. So I know that you guys had stated that that was not included with the union and you were having some... Kelly, can I ask you a question? Can oh, yeah, I ask sure. you a question? So let's, let, let's say I'm under your collective agreement and I've worked for the company for 10 years and whatever the situation, I'm getting severance pay under your collective agreement. How much severance am I getting after my 10 years? So you would get uh, one week. Our, our collective agreement states right. that you would get one week for each year up mm-hmm. to a maximum of 12 weeks. Yep. So I would get uh, I would get 10 weeks in your example. Uh, you would get up to 12 weeks. So you would Well, get- if I'm there for 10 years, I would get 10 weeks. Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. 
correct. So, so here's the problem. I, I completely agree with you, and I know exactly that that's the case. But let's do the same analysis for a non-unionized employee that's been there for, for 10 uh, years. That non-unionized employee, their severance could be 10 months, 12 months pay, months, not weeks. So the same employee, union versus non-union, we're looking at a fraction of the severance. So I, I, okay, I take the point well that you get some severance, but it's pennies on the dollar. Okay, but with a union as well, we have the opportunity for recall. So the main goal sure. is to actually have a job. You don't want to have severance. You don't want to be in a position Agree. where you where you don't have a job. So basically with our union, we have our dispatch board. So hopefully you don't even need to get to the point where you have severance and you are protected by the collective agreement for the option I agree to completely. Right to recall. So yep. it's just to encourage an individual to not unionize because of the chance that they could lose a severance when you're protected in so many other aspects of your employment or mm -hmm. they even offer retraining if a position sure. is going to be moving or a position is going to, there's procedural changes or technological changes. Um, right. I just think it would be ill-advised to promote someone to not unionize based on the fact that it's an issue with potential severance. And, and those are those are fair points, Kelly, absolutely. My, my, my thesis always is if you lose your job, you're better off not being part of a union than being part of a union. But you're, fair, you're right that a unionized employee may have more job security, no question about it. And I never say you shouldn't be part of a union. I just say that you should inform yourself if you're an individual whether that, that is right for you, for your workplace, for your situation. Uh, I have a lot of people contact me that, that the regret being part of a union. A lot of other people contact me. They're happy being part of a union. So I'm not anti-union by any stretch. I just think people should understand what it does and what it doesn't do. And certainly when it comes to severance, you're getting pennies on the dollar if you're part of a union. That's just a fact. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Your calls, wide open lines. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you right till 8 o'clock tonight. And thank you, Kelly, for your call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale is that number. Wednesday evening, yeah, that number, 416-870-6400, star 640. Busy lines, we will get to you. And severancepaycalculator.com if you want to find out what your severance amount should be. Your full entitlements. Joseph, thanks for calling through. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your point, man? What's your concern? Okay. Uh, if, you, if you belong to a unionized uh, company or corporation, and the union fails to uh, properly represent that employee, could not that employee hire a lawyer to sue the union? So, Joseph, this is a call that I get or a question that I get very often, and the answer is no. Uh, the, the, uh, an, an employee cannot sue the union with or without a lawyer. The only thing that an employee can do if the union doesn't do a good job representing the employee, is to file a complaint against the, lab uh, against the union at the labor board. So you'd file a complaint against the union and hoping that the, that the labor board would say to the union, do a better job. It's called the duty of fair representation complaint. And I can tell you in my experience, those are almost never successful. Okay, so it's almost a bit of a waste of time to do that, uh, but that's the only remedy. You cannot take legal action against the union, and that's one of the problems of being part of a union. You know, the, to, to, uh, we had a caller before that was challenging me on that, but one of the problems is if the union doesn't do a good job helping you, you're stuck. 
you're stuck with the union. You can't get out of it. You can't say, well, I'm going to deal with the company myself. You, you live and die with the union and by the union, and that's not always a good thing, uh, and Joseph. So, no, you can't sue the union. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. That's, uh, that's another thing is you could have a room full of employment lawyers. They can't help you. They can't do anything. They can't. And, and John, of every 10 calls that I get, you know, three of them or so, four of them, are people calling me with problems that they have, but they're part of a union. And I have to tell them I can't help you, not because I don't want to, not because I don't know how, because I'm not allowed to mm -hmm. help you. The union is the only one allowed. There's no exceptions to this. There's no other options. Uh, and, and in some situations, that's just not a good thing. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We were talking about termination of employees on disability leave. Is it illegal to terminate an employee that's on disability leave? Can they do it legally or no? Well, yeah, and, and this is a question that I get asked very often. The, the, the answer is that it's completely and utterly illegal to let an employee go because they're on a disability leave or because they have a medical condition. You cannot let someone go because they're disabled, because they had, took a medical leave of absence, because they can't uh, work at the same level that they used to work before. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So that's the, the, that's the first part of this. The second part is that you are able to let go an employee that's on a medical leave as long as the reason has nothing mm. to do with the medical leave. So an example that I always give is if you shut down the department and you're letting everyone go in the department and one of the employees happens to be on a medical leave, they lose their job as well. Well, okay, that's, that is legal because you're not letting the person go because they're on a medical leave. So it's a question of is, is even part of the reason why you're letting the person go because they're on a medical leave. Part of the reason is that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. It doesn't matter how much severance you pay. And I see a lot of these situations. Employers don't want to accommodate. Employers say, well, it's easier to let someone go than bring them back and try to find a job for mm. them. They've been gone for a while. That's illegal. You cannot do that. Uh, the law comes down pretty hard. There's damages that would have to be paid. So that's completely illegal, John. Right back to your calls after a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell is that number. Still time for you to call through up till 8 o'clock tonight. And, of course, Monday nights at 7 o'clock as well. The employment hour right here, the one-two punch on AM640. Talking about uh, termination of employees on disability leave. So does an employee on disability leave get severance even though they're they're not able to work? Yeah, and, and you know a lot of employers get this wrong. So I'm going to let someone go while they're on a disability leave. And let's assume it's for legitimate reasons right? because the department shut down. So why am I paying you severance, the question may be asked, if you're not able to work? So, uh, and it's a legitimate question, but the law is very simple and very clear. If you're letting go an employee that is not working because you're on a disability leave, you still have to pay them severance. In fact, you have to pay them exactly the same severance as if they were working. But actually, not, not even true. You actually may owe them even more severance. If they have a medical leave that prevents the person from finding a job and looking for work, that employee that's let go may be owed enhanced right. severance, even more severance. So, yes, employers do have to pay severance to an employee that cannot work. And if the employee cannot work, not only does the employee get severance, they get potentially more severance. So don't ever assume that just because you, you lost your job, you're not working, that you, you get less severance, you don't get severance. That's wrong. The opposite is actually true. 
And for employers, remember, there is a, a bill to pay, so to speak. There's a cost associated with letting someone go that's sick, that can't work, that's not able to, to be looking for work. It, it's costly, and you have to consider that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell to call through and get, us, uh, get you on the air, answer your questions. Does it apply as well for uh, paternity or maternity leave? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it certainly applies. So an employee that's on a parental leave, maternity leave, pregnancy leave, call it whatever you want. Uh, an employee in that situation is entitled to his or her job back, the same job, the same compensation. There's actually an additional protection. Not only does the Human Rights uh, Act uh, code protect an employee in that situation, the Employment Standards Act also requires the employer to take the employee back to the same job. So that's the number one rule. If the person is let go coming back from maternity leave for reasons that absolutely have nothing to do with the maternity leave, then yes, they get severance. And again, potentially, they get enhanced severance as well. The rule here is very simple when it comes to maternity leaves. I talk about this all the time. If an employee is about to go on a maternity leave, is on a maternity leave, a maternity leave is about to come back from a maternity leave, you don't let them go unless something happened that's out of uh, your control. You don't penalize them. You don't change your job, reduce their pay, demote them. Very bad idea. You can get hit with several legal action in that situation. So stay away from that if you're the employer. Let's flip it back to the uh, disability and the disability insurer for a moment. Does the termination impact the benefits that the person's getting whilst on disability? So good question. If, if you've already qualified for, let's say, for long-term disability, and you're a long-term disability, in the meantime, your employer lets you go. Uh, the fact that you've been let go and you don't have a job anymore doesn't mean you get cut off your disability payments. Absolutely not. Why? Because the relevant date for the purposes of your LTD, your disability insurance, is the date you became unable to work. If on the day that you became unable to work, you were, uh, you were an employee, you were part of the disability plan, then you can continue getting disability benefits until you're better, potentially till the age of 65, even if you lose your job in the meantime. So a lot of people, if something happens and they lose their job while on disability, they're very worried that, wait, if I don't have a job, then this, this disability plan that I have to work goes away. No, it does not go away. You still are going to be on that plan until you get better. Remember, though, John, we talk about this on the show. You talk about this on the insurance and injury law show as well. If an insurance company, a disability insurance company, wants to cut you off coverage before you're ready to be cut off, before your doctor says that you're able to come back to work, give us a call. Let's deal with the insurance company. Insurance companies often do this. They try to cut people off before it's time to kind of get them off their payroll. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. That's illegal. We can resolve that. We'll take a quick break and uh, get some phone lines open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. If you haven't checked it out, severancepaycalculator.com. And you can email Lior anytime as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640. As I mentioned, the email address, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Of course, even when the show is over, you want to ask uh, Lior a question, you're bashful, do so. You got one right now, pal. Read it. Go for it. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I just got an email. I was checking emails during uh, my, the commercial break, and uh, I got an email. He asked not to give his name, so I'm not going to give you his name, but his, he's essentially saying that he's been working for, the, for a company for six and a half years, and he wanted to know whether the company is a way to avoid severance 
whether can they they just lay him off with no return date, with mm. no return to work date? Is that a way for the company to avoid paying severance? That's a question. Well, the answer is absolutely not. That is a termination. It doesn't matter if you call it a layoff, permanent, temporary. It's a termination. In fact, even if they did give you a recall date, you may already be able to treat that as a termination because a company doesn't actually have even the right to lay you off temporarily Okay, in, in most situations. So certainly if they lay you off with no recall date, that doesn't avoid severance, you get full severance. So our laws are smarter than that. Employers can't avoid their obligations. If this is, in fact, your situation, you have to give me a call. Yeah, otherwise someone just, you know, a company lay you off for 25 years. You're on a really yeah, long but, layoff. But we didn't let you go. We didn't let That's you right. go. Don't it's just pay a anything. No, no. It's yeah. just the way it no, goes. It doesn't work that way. Barry, how are you? Good, uh, good evening. Good, thank you. What's, thank your, you. what's your concern, pal? Um, I've, I've been working for a private club for uh, seven years. Um, new management for a year and a half now. Uh, and I know a lot about the club. I know a lot about the members. I used to have a business close by. Uh, members love me. Um, I'm just a set-up person, maintenance. I fix mm-hmm. the place up. I, I do all sorts of things. I've got management in right now that uh, I got hurt twice. Uh, once I wasn't allowed to report it. And the second time uh, I went to the doctor and I got a doctor's note. So I was off for three weeks. I was ready to go back to work, worked for three weeks, and nobody talked to me. I got anxiety, so the doctor said, get out of there. Uh, she gave me another doctor's note, so now I'm off for another three weeks. I like to work. Um, I'm just wondering, how do I get... I went to see a psychologist today. She says, nothing's going to change there. It's a new way of managing. Uh, what are my options right now? So, Barry, obviously, if you're going to be... Le- if you were to leave this uh, employer you would agree with me that you would want to do it with compensation, with severance. Because yes. you can always just quit, obviously. that No one's stopping yes. you from doing that. But if you're going to leave, you would want to do it with severance. The, the best way to do that is to, frankly, to go back to work. And if they're mistreating you, if they're not treating you properly, to start documenting that, to keep records. Because if right now you were to, to say, okay, well, you mistreated me last time I was there, so I, I'm leaving – uh, and you owe me severance, they're going to deny that, and you, you probably don't have anything co- to corroborate. You don't have any, any okay. evidence. So I, I would I go back and keep, keep records, uh, notes, emails, etc., so to be able to establish that. And then, and then if that is, in fact, the situation, you may be able to leave because of this poison work environment, and in the eyes of the law, that would be as if they let you go, which means they owe you severance, Barry. Okay. Now, the, what they did before I was supposed to come back on July 31st, they sent me uh, a, a, a form for the doctor to fill out. They, but with that, a letter from the general manager, and also after that, a job description, which is actually the first job description I've had. And now uh, I've made my own schedule up. I've I've been there for all the important events all the time, uh, sometimes seven days a week. They are requesting me to work up to six days a week under 
um, the food and beverage manager who will be making my schedule up. After seven years of working there, making my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Well, no, that's a very good question. If, if your schedule was one way and you had the flexibility to make your schedule and that's changed, now they're going to tell you how to work, when to work, that's a significant change. That could be a constructive dismissal. Now, this is very important, and that may, be able to, that may be something that allows us to get you out of there now immediately with full severance. Given the fact that we're running out of time here, Barry, I want to speak to you off air. I want you to call me. John's going to give you the number in just a sec, and let's you and I talk about it. I want to understand more about the change that they're implementing to your schedule because that right there may be all we need or all you need to get out of there with compensation. Okay, Barry, 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 that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It's all these little facets that people don't know about. That's why these calls are so important because that could become a constructive dismissal. Absolutely, a change to your schedule, a change to how your schedule is structured is a big deal. It changes everything. So that might, might absolutely be a constructive dismissal, which is a termination, which allows you to leave there with severance, with compensation. So if you're obviously listening to us right now, and your your schedule's changed, your employer's dictated things that in the past you weren't dictating, your flexibility is gone. All of those could lead to a constructive dismissal, which means you got to give us a call. Ben, we got about uh, 30 seconds for you, pal. Give it to me quick. Okay, I'll be fast. Uh, basically, I work in a place right now where um, a few times they fell behind on schedule, and I basically did some overtime, and we became a regular thing now where I'm almost doing why well, I actually did 162 hours in one payroll, so that's two weeks. And my question really is really fast. is Can I, if I quit, like, can I get my vacation paid? Considering that they don't pay it out, they force us to take it. Well, yeah. First of all, yes, you can get any vacation pay that's accrued. But also, if you're kind of being taken advantage of and be made to work these hours, it may be a situation that allows you to quit with severance, not just uh, vacation pay. This could be a constructive dismissal. So because we're out of time, I need you to call me off work. Let's talk about why you're quitting, the hours you're working, and maybe there's also severance owed to you, not just vacation pay. Ben, here is that number, and for everyone else listening now, the show is over, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior. Again, one 821 5900 It is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com through email, and of course, severance pay calculator. Find out what your severance should be, the full amount, your full entitlements, what you're owed, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour, right here, Talk Radio, AM640.